Jesus loves him, but the rest of us think he's a putz. It's the Drew Marshall Show. It's, uh, it's that time of the show. It's called Live on the Drew Marshall Show, and it's a bit of an opportunity for us to selfishly have a private concert. That's really what it's all about. Those sweet tones you're listening to in the background from a young lady named Beth Moore. Have a listen. So uh, the other day I was sitting in the Aroma Cafe somewhere down in the city waiting for a couple of gigs to go to. And um, we had a we had a cancellation from a band that was going to be here. I can't remember the name. Oh, uh, The Wooden Sky. And uh, so I'm in a panic. I'm like, oh, man, who do we find that's really, really good? Because I don't want to just settle. Just because it's last minute, I don't want to settle. So I reached out to a friend of mine named Ken Michelle. I, Ken and I used to go Kenny. to – excuse me, it's my show, Tim. Sorry. Thank you. Um, Ken and I used to go to school together at Paul B. Smith Academy. I went to uh, Christian school for half a, half a year. Uh, and then I was asked to leave. And uh, Tim, Tim, you know Ken Michelle from... I do, from, from the, uh, the Kickers of Dust. Yes, the musical geniusness of those guys. Yes. And so Ken suggested somebody, and I went to her website and said, Dude, can you get a hold of this girl? And he hooked me up with her producer slash manager or something. I don't know what... Some kind of important person that connected me with Beth Moore. Beth, so good to have you in studio. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm happy to be here. How is the little cabin in the woods? Oh, I love it. It's great. Do you? Do ever, I want everyone to know that she lives in a little cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's far away. Like, are you living yeah. kind of like with chipmunks and stuff? Or well, I live with a, like. Uh, there's a. I live with some friends that own the main house. It's like a big farm. And, uh, yeah, it's probably, like, an hour from everything. (laughs) Okay, that'll work. But I like driving. You get to listen to more music, and uh, I'm really loving it. Did the Uh, city thing. This music thing that you're doing, Mm -hmm. where'd it come from? And don't say, God, God gave me the Lord. Lord." Um, 
I mean, you could say it if you want. I'm just saying I'd like I mean, a little more than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Although this story oh. kind of goes down that road. Um, when I was, I actually didn't play any music until I was 18. And you know, like you didn't play nothing. CDs or well, tapes yeah, or? I listened to punk oh, you music mean play- <gasps> really? all through. I anti flag, like Suicide Machine, nice everything <laughs> that I probably wasn't allowed to be listening to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, when I was 18, my parents bought me this like hundred dollar guitar for my birthday, and I know this is gonna sound cliche. But I was sitting in my room staring at it, and I my mom had bought me this book for my grade 12 graduation that said, like, for I know the plans I have for you on top of it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this guitar, and I just feel like, you know, this intuition inside that's like, you're going to do this for a living. And I was like, please, God, no. <laughs> please, no. I was like, I don't want to be a musician. <laughs> I was like, I've seen people go down that road. Yeah. I was like, the only thing I wanted in life as a teenager was like, God, please help me not be poor. <laughs> and I got the opposite. But, nope. uh, so that is really what happened. I picked up a guitar and the voice that came out of me was shocking. And I think it's because I had never tried to sing. Just honestly, I always, when I had sang here or there, it was to sound like Beyonce or to sound like Sarah McLaughlin or to sound like Jewel and... It never worked until I, I, oh, and I wrote a lot of poetry as a teenager, like books and books and books and books. Like I thought in rhyme and then I just had all, all the of time, this, all like a lot of the time. <laughs> I honestly, I, I wrote all like nonstop. I filled notebooks and then I picked up the guitar and I already had all these lyrics and wow. I played my first gig three weeks later. What? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't good. I'm not saying I like wowed everybody. No. But I was shameless, and that's got to count for something. That's so un-Canadian. I, I don't know. We have a lot of shame. But I, I was a figure skater growing up, so oh. you put a little fat kid in spandex in front of thousands of people at a young age, yeah. and she's yeah. not going to be scared of anything. Sorry, what was the first word you said? Something. Uh, little fat kid? Oh, little fat kid in spandex. <laughs> little chubby kid in 80s spandex. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I'm not very... I'm not. I've never been stage fright. I've never gotten nervous. It's just not in me. Okay, do a song now. Okay. <laughs> this one's called Hard Days. <laughs> do you want a song right now? Yeah, sure. Let's okay. do it. No, set it up for us. I love the setups of okay, songs. Okay, this is the intro to the album, five out of ten, and it's called Hard Days, and uh, it's not as depressing as the title makes it sound. The funny thing is, for New Year's, I opened up for Keith Urban. And I'm listening to all these other bands, like, like that that were opening. They're mostly pop singers. Excuse like, me, can you just pick up that name you just dropped? Keith Urban. You Keith really? Ur- Keith Urban. You opened for Keith Urban. I did. Well, I opened for the openers, but I mean, I'm gonna yeah, make it. Yeah. And uh, wreck a good story with facts. So there was lights and Nick Jonas. Can I keep name? Sure. Do you want me to keep name dropping? Sure. Yeah. Um, someone else that I don't remember his name. And then no, I'm just kidding. There was a lot of people, and then another local band, X Prime, played as well, and they opened up with that song. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'm opening up with a song called "Hard Days." I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, what's a folk singer doing here in front of like thirty, forty thousand people singing? Folk singers should not go out in public on New Year's Eve, or day, or anything. No, you just go home and and I don't know. Write stuff. Write things. Write about about how no one invited them. This year is going to be better. That the what's that band Motion City Soundtrack have that song that's like let's give it up for the new year. 
Do be slightly confused. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt. But it was really it was really fun and I usually have no filter when I'm talking. We've on noticed. Stage. Oh. Well, oh you this is nothing. <laughs> and when your voice is booming five kilometers, yeah, you start to think twice a little bit. It was like the only time in my life I'm like, I should think before I speak. Wow. I didn't. Don't ever get a radio show. <laughs> I don't plan on it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Beth Moore. Hot days coming fast. Don't know why they won't go past. Yeah, hot times coming through. Clinging to my solitude, don't you see? Don't you see me falling? Trying to pull on through, don't know what more I can do. I said the ground is pulling too. Hope I just go on through, don't you see? Don't you see me falling Cause it's been hard days coming fast Feeling low Don't quite know where I belong Well I lost myself, I lost my way I'm losing my mind Once it's gone it's just so hard to find Running from my past Don't know how long I will last Oh Lord, oh Lord, please Won't you come free me I'm on my knees I've been holding, rolling, heading back Going right to where I come from Oh, 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 oh Don't you see me falling It's been hard days coming fast, been long. Don't quite know where I belong. Well, I lost myself, I lost my way, I'm losing my mind. But once it's gone, it's just so hard to find. Yeah, I said, once it's gone, it's just so hard to
Moore live in the Drew Marshall Show. Okay, so now it's the postmortem on you. Okay. Based on one song. <laughs> um, very rarely does someone strike me so quickly as someone that I like. Yeah. And uh, no, it just doesn't happen because I don't like a lot of people, first of all. Trust me. And, <laughs> and then musically, I have... You know, I think everyone thinks they have snobbish tendency musically, but I know I do. And I really appreciate uh, the purity in your vocals. But then your songwriting is something that uh, will will maintain my attention span uh, or, you know, captivate me, right? I mean, it's going to keep me with you. You're Sure, you got nice pipes, but um, <laughs> eventually I'm going to drift off because I'm ADD. But then you, you drop something like that on me and I'm with you. Thank you. So do you – last time – last week we had a girl on the show, Melanie Peterson, who's very happy and very positive and very – there's positive things to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and then you're not that way? Um, I like to give people an out to the truth that That's I'm so talking about. Great. Did you hear what you just said? You have no – you don't even get it, do you? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. So uh, it's just like I, I sing honestly, and I I think that um we're allowed to be honest, and I don't think you have to pretend that it's only silver lining. Mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna show people how to make a positive situation, you have to show them a negative situation. And I can tell you, when I'm feeling down, a sad song makes me happy because. You're like, I'm not the only person that was ever sad, ever. I'll get through this. Even if the song doesn't give you a note, doesn't give you a way through it, I mean, at least they were honest. I don't know. There's something real about it, a connection. And Hard Days, actually, yeah, that song's just real. It's like, what? I feel Why did like you I'm choose to start with that song? I always, I don't know. It's the you first one do? on is the it album. It's just the first one I thought about. <laughs> and I really like playing it. I've always liked playing that song since the day that I wrote it. Because there's, there's never been a time where the lyrics don't hit something inside of me. You know? Well, uh, Beth Moore has just recently finished recording her, is this true? Your sophomore record? Correct. For all of you Americans out there, you'll know what that means. A five out of ten which is available on iTunes March 31st. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? I just realized, and this is a bad time to bring this up because it has nothing to do with you. That's okay. Sorry. Well, I should have, when I had my dad on the show, this is the 26th anniversary today of my mom's death. And, uh, you know, it's kind of neat to have my dad on the show and and we should have probably touched on that. But, uh, Dad, I know you still may be listening. Please remember, I mean, please know that I didn't forget. I'm just trying to suck up to my dad right now. Okay. And it's Josh's birthday there. It is my son's birthday tomorrow. Yeah, my mom uh, My mom died the same night was my son was born. Crazy, eh? Just insane, wow. insane stuff. But um, anyway, uh, what are we doing? Oh, right. Beth Moore is in the studio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome back, Drew. Thank you. Five out of ten is the name of the album. It's available on iTunes March 31st with uh, award-winning producer Timothy Abraham who's some guy that worked with other people like Ron Sexsmith, Glenn Hansard, Garth yeah. Hudson, Rob Zabo. I don't want to keep going. Beth CDs uh this release concert, right? It's got that's what you do when you have a CD, you have a yep. big release concert at the Drake Underground on April 11th at 8 p.m. Tickets are 10 bucks, too cheap. 
Well, uh, I figure people will buy like five CDs each, so I wanted to give them a <laughs> nice. chance to... Did you used to work for Mary Kay? That was good. <laughs> well done. She always wants to give people an out, even. Though yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, I did a pre-release in Niagara at Oast Brewery, where I'm from, okay. and I charged 30 Okay. because there it was, was a little bit of a... There was a caterer, and it was oh. a party. It was a party, yeah. and I wanted to celebrate. It was probably the funnest show I've ever played because I everywhere I looked, there is somebody I love and I was just like man I'm overwhelmed yeah. I was overwhelmed it's my cool cup thing. overfloweth oh no, brother oh brother as the deer panted <laughs> um, I'm gonna drop a whole bunch of Christian <laughs> please please do cliches yeah. in this yeah, we just had uh, we played a clip uh, earlier uh, Christian pickup lines it was hilarious oh my goodness yeah, it was a lot of fun oh, yes was, so um, good my name's Will God's Will Oh my God! Your hair are like goats coming down the mountains of Hebron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm heading to the Drake Underground tonight, actually, to go oh, uh, watch Lily Frost and her CD release. So that'll be kind yeah. Of fun. My s- CD release was originally tonight until they realized they double booked me and Lily. Frost. No way! <laughs> you got the boot for Lily? I don't know who. Got, I don't know if I got the boot. We'll just. Uh, there was some rearranging happening. They were like, "Who's Beth Moore?" But no. <laughs> Um, but it worked Speak, out. Okay, hold on. We got to talk about your name, right? In the Jesus oh. circles, Beth Moore is a very wide-eyed, highly strung caffeine addict who teaches the Bible to women. Yes, she is. Because she's not allowed to teach to men, apparently. She's, yeah, she's. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? You know, I like the I I like some of the stuff Beth Moore has to say. I haven't seen much of it, but she does steal my Google space. For I'm sure, telling you. for sure. But if you Google Bethmore Music, you'll find me. And I'll be honest, I really considered changing my name a couple years ago, and then something kind of happened that I might have been coincidence, but it kind of showed me, like you know, it's fine. Um, I got an email one day, I think it was 2012, and out of nowhere, they're like, "We want you to play our festival." And I wasn't playing that much at that time. I was huh. taking a bit of a break, so I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And then they sent me the contract, and I was like, "Whoa." What is what is this how much, show? How much were they going to pay you? A lot of money. <laughs> Come on, tell me how much. And, well, it was Parliament Hill on Canada Day. Wow. Yeah, so I, I messaged my friend in Ottawa. I was like, how big of a deal is Canada Day on Parliament Hill? And he's like, what? He's like, the biggest deal. Huge deal. Big deal. And I was like, okay. So I took the gig, and I went out there and played. And I asked them how they found me, because everyone else I played with, because it was a... And then I did the CBC Songwriter Circle where they had one person from each province and I was there for Ontario. Nice. nice. And the, everyone else was on a label and I'm just like this independent girl. And they had all, I think a lot of people had applied for it. I was under the impression, like okay. for that position. Okay. And I asked them, I was like, well, how did you find me? And they're like, we Googled Niagara Musician and you popped up. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really need to worry about being found on the internet. Like yeah. it's the right opportunities have come along. Good. And um, I do get some of the other Beth Moore's fan mail. Do you really? And I respond. <laughs> I absolutely do. I mean, if you can't tell, we're not the same person, especially when you I had like long brown hair. Yeah. yeah. Do you give them like really bad spiritual advice? Sometimes. Nice. No. <laughs> I'm usually just like, I would change I'm the sorry, channel and so watch sad. Benny Hinn. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Benny Go watch Hinn. Benny. Um, and his jet. Sometimes it's really sad stories and I oh. I can't help but read them. Yeah. And I'm I message them I'm like I'm so sorry about your luck again, but this is the wrong person. <laughs> and 
Things are just not going your way. Oh, man. But I have a song about this exact issue. <laughs> and you can find and it on iTunes. And you can find it on iTunes no. for only a dollar. You are funny. <laughs> Too funny. That's a real story. Like, that happened. Too funny. It's like, I'm sorry about your divorce. Uh, you... Stranger, <laughs> could we? We got to get another song out of you because I'm losing my mind here. And then when we come back from this song, I want to ask you about because um, I I don't normally get into too, too much of the God stuff with the musicians because mm-hmm. it's about the music. But I know you've got a bit of a God thing in your background, so we're gonna get into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. I'll get into it. All right, what are we singing? I'm gonna sing a song called Love Now. Um, which Spe- speaking of God stuff, God stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what I. Uh, if I want to sound like a really good person, I'll tell this story about how I was inspired working with inner city children in Philadelphia, and I learned to love at arm's reach. Uh, inner city in Philadelphia? The, with the Tony Campolo? The scariest eight-year-olds I've ever seen in my life. With, That's where. With no, Shane no, Claiborne? with the simple way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shane Claiborne, Shane. Yeah. who I just you know, love, you know, I, I could tell a million stories from that trip. Most of all, I thought I was going to go there, and they're going to be so spiritual that I was going to have to hide the fact that I like going to the gym and doing like normal things. Wow. And then as soon as I walk in, they're like, you want to come to the gym with me in the morning? And I was like, you guys are like the perfect people. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird story. You but... care about street people and you go to the gym. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but... Have to do good handing out food, you know. What was that? That's a walking out in the gym, you know. Oh, Arnold. Yeah. Thank you. But the kids wow. got scary sometimes, but I loved it. And I learned to, the only thing you could do, because the situation there was so much bigger than you. Yeah. Like, really, what am I going to do in a week? I, You know, you go in there, a young, no, young wide-eyed world, girl that's going to help because yeah. you somehow are a balanced human being. And then you get in there, you're <laughs> like, I'm not going to do anything. The, I, we got out of our van, seven of us, four gunshots went off 100 meters away. Not kidding you. And I was like, this is not a field trip. This just got real. That happened. Someone threatened to push me on the subway track while I was there. I was there four days. These kids live there. Wow. And I realized, like, I I prayed about it. I was kind of like, I am, I don't know what to think about all this. And then I realized, like, all you can do for anyone anywhere is love them where they're at. And what those kids needed was someone to treat them like kids. To pick them up and spin them around and give them piggyback rides and treat them like kids because they've been treated like adults. And they started acting like kids. After a week of being there, they took timeouts, which was unheard of. They took they took a timeout, which was like at the beginning of the week. That was never going to happen. So anyways, that that's the good story. The other one's about Degrassi and how they played my song over someone purchasing a kidney. <laughs> but... Okay, you are killing me. Oh my goodness. Live on the Drew Marshall Show, Beth Moore. And I feel like I'm falling down the stairs. I just walked up Yeah, I don't know why I'm back at square one. Oh, I guess I just wasn't enough And thinking that you got 
answers like Thank you, got a hold on the wind and saying you know where you're going's like tonight all the places you've been so hold on when there's no one to hold on to stay strong like a light in the dark just keep on when there's nobody for you just love now is the only way out you just I've been told I'm a lot to handle They'll all leave me behind before it starts Maybe, baby, if you search you will find that We are just two of the same one heart But Like thinking you got a hold on the wind and saying you know where you're going. It's like denying all the places you've been. So hold on when there's no one to hold on to. Stay strong like a light in the dark just keep on when there's nobody for you just love now is the only way out you just song thank you it was a really i thought you were song. crying for a minute i was like success no uh, tim just it's just gas <laughs> um so oh i'm better now thank you i think that that should be submitted to johnny lang he do you know who johnny lang is yes of course yeah. i do yeah. i'm an industry professional 
Wait, do you or no? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I might. I'm jo- really bad with names. That's so. okay. No, Johnny, Johnny Lang is a, a guitar prodigy. He's a 16-year-old. He opened for the Rolling Stones. Um, he's got this old man whiskey black voice thing going for this you know, skinny white kid. And he's got so much soul that he actually does duets with um, Michael McDonald. Cool. I'm saying. So uh, anyway, I just thought of somebody who could make you a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, with that song is what I'm thinking. Cool. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll send it to him. Uh, I I want to actually again I, I you know I I told you I'm a lyric junkie and um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all about the words. Bob Dylan said, "I'll die a poet." I feel the same way, kind of. But he didn't know it. Uh, I feel like I'm falling down the stairs. I just walked up. I mean, you could just stop right there. That works. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm back at square one, but I guess I just wasn't enough. Uh, is that to somebody? I just wasn't enough? Is that a is that a looking up at God? Is that a looking at family? Is that a looking at a boy? Is that looking at yourself in the mirror? I think it's all of the things that come crashing in, in rotation, <laughs> over and over. It seems like one after the other in your 20s, right? Yeah. Like, I actually had someone text me that exact lyric yesterday huh. and say that's the one that hit them. And they just were like, why are we so hard on ourselves? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I think uh, I think a big part of our lives will be spent learning how to be joyful in hard times. Yeah. And it's not easy. But that one for me was I was at a point where I I honestly felt like I kept ending up at square one, if not in my music, then in my personal life or you mean at the mall? Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking the same one. thing. Yeah, that's where I go. Um, <laughs> but I. I remember sitting and writing this song with Gavin Slade, actually, and I had been sitting there and I really felt like, I think at the time, my career was nowhere (laughs) and my mom had just gotten diagnosed with cancer Mm. at the time and plus I had been dating someone and it didn't work out. And I was like, man... I am at square one with everything. Yeah, that's a good time and to I move to Nashville. Like, right. Except I, L.A. Can we go to L.A.? Okay, sure. Okay. Well, I, uh, and then I remember feeling like beat up and I was just like, I've been up these stairs so many times. It was, it's really as it sounds. <laughs> no, I, I'm digging it, right? So, um... I guess I just wasn't enough, and thinking that you've got all the answers is like thinking you've got a hold on the wind, and saying you know where you're going is like denying all the places you've been. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I like that line. Holy Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. Socrates. Do you know that the philosophy section at Chapters has the most theft? I found this out recently. That is so deep. I was like, and it's probably mostly Nietzsche. No, I'm <laughs> Nidi Nietzsche. Um, I want to talk to you about the the God stuff uh, in yeah. just a second, but I just want to let our listeners know, first of all, we are in the studio with Beth Moore. Uh, the website is bethmoremusic.com, bethmoremusic.com. God stuff. Yeah. Is this going to be weird talking about it with your mom in the room? No, she's Cause, a minister. Because I know, but we we sometimes we go different different places than... She's heard it. Like I said, I have no filter. Right. So... You grew up with a minister mom? Both parents. Um, she was, you were mostly a pastor's wife for a lot of it, but now she does like the old folks' homes and stuff like that. Um, but that's, my, a, that's a good gig. Yeah. 
Oh man, I love playing old folks' homes. Yeah, then they, they love don't it like it, but when they don't like it, uh, this doesn't sound rude, but it's true. It just they just stare at you and walk away for like ten minutes. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know that you don't like this, and you're yeah. trying to walk away, or up there more. But you're going drip. very slowly and giving me the stink eye yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. A- anyways, um, yeah, my dad was. I grew up Pentecostal minister. Wow. Yeah. So you're like Marilyn Manson. Am I? Can we? I think the Mumford and Sons also. Have oh, that might. Yeah, yeah, Katy Perry yeah, as well. Kings okay. of Leon. Many all of right, those all, all right, had Pentecostal right. parents. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's maybe a little bit of uh, where the music stuff came from too. Which is that fair? There's some because you know the Pentecostals are into the tunes. Yeah. Well, my parents met in a traveling uh, Christian tent band. thing. Oh, a band. Really? Christian band tent. <laughs> Was your mom in Petra? What was your? I don't know what it was. People of the way. People, People of, of the, the way. way. I didn't wow. even know that till right now. What a great name. People I'm of the way. <laughs> I think I've heard of them. Did you have beads? I'm sure they had beads. I'm sure that all of the stuff. They probably like, what is it? What's that big horn? Oh yeah, the she, the lamb's horn horn yeah. thing. The. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, traveling with a big transport truck with a folding out stage thing. So my parents were musicians, and then my oldest brother went to Mohawk for jazz guitar, and then the one brother older than me is was in a punk band for like ten years, and now plays bass. And really, we thought I was in the free and clear for the music train, Mm. and everyone's like, "Thank God." Yeah. No. No. So that's why when it came down to me, I'm the baby of the family, where I felt this like. You know when you get that burning inside of you that like you know you could never ignore it. It's like I don't. It doesn't matter how far I run, this will burn inside of me. Yeah, the Mormons call it the burning of the bosom. Yeah, the burning of the bosom was happening, and I knew I had to play music and I had to give it everything, regardless of what it gave me. Hmm. And um, I honestly remember sitting there and being like, "God, you got the wrong person in the family." Like you, Sounds they like asked Moses. me not to sing in the high school play. I was so bad. Wow. I sang anyways, and it wasn't great. <laughs> I was like, I'm singing. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so would you, I mean, when people ask you what you believe. Right. What do you believe? I'm Christian. Yeah. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. Um, I also believe in uh, discovering that for yourself and discovering, um, not just discovering the culture, because I think that is something we in North America do a lot. Mm. And I discovered that actually when I went to Nashville, I realized like culture changes. Like people love Jesus in Nashville. They also love cocaine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the two things don't You've coincide. been to the GMAs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking in generals, <laughs> but I just, that's something I noticed in Nashville is very different rules yeah. than here. And I started to think like, what's Christ and what's culture? And I'm still on that journey, and I'm still figuring out what that means. But I, I want to understand what I believe and why I believe it. And you can, when I look in the Bible, I see the way He talked to people through that still small voice and visions and dreams and stuff like that. And that's, I guess, what I'm looking for. I'm looking for anything honest and anything true. And I don't pretend to have it all figured out. I don't have the gray areas figured out, and I'm not going to pretend that I do and turn around and tell people how to figure it out. Just, I think it's pretty simple. Love people where they're at. And 
I try my best to do that. I guess. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Love now? Yeah. Like love now. Learning to love at arm's reach. And it's the only way out of this, like, um, pressure to get it all together so that you can help other people. You know, there's this pressure in our Christian culture that we have to be perfect before we can help others. And you're never going to get there. Some have called me, you know, sometimes there's the balloon out there of the expectation of what you just said. Mm -hmm. And some have called me the pin. Popping the... For that balloon. (laughs) Or was it prick? Maybe that was it. (laughs) I don't know what people are calling me. They haven't heard my thoughts yet, so... Yeah. I um my opinion. I really appreciate uh your authenticity and that you just you really uh it's that's your smell. Thank you. It's a good smell to have. Yeah. yeah contrast mine. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we could do another song. Yeah. Would this, that be all right? Yeah, that'd be great. Speaking of like dreams and stuff like that, this one's called Am I Awake? And I have really vivid dreams at nighttime, like when I'm sleeping. And they they usually teach me about life. Wait, like, so you have dreams when you're sleeping? I do. Not everybody does. I have real. I have daydream. Like I have dreams to like right. you know yes. do this in my life or do that. But at nighttime, I have like crazy, crazy dreams about zombies. Come on. If I watch too much Walking Dead, it's like I could write movies out of this stuff. Um, sometimes it's so real it feels like it was a memory. And so I wrote a song about that, not knowing if you're awake. But it's crazy what a Sometimes I learn about life from them. I don't know. I could get into that, but I won't. The song kind of <laughs> does. The song's kind of just, we call it the Salvador Dali song. You'll see why. I love it. Again, live in the Drew Marshall Show, Beth Moore. Don't stop, don't drop, don't look back, no time to kill. I won't wait. Do what you will, the clock is ticking and I won't stop thinking about the way out. Am I awake? Am I even alive? Cause I'm headed for the sunrise. Or am I headed for the Well, the water flows full, but it stops at the hills, so get up high. You're gonna be killed, and I won't say I didn't want you. But I'm headed out, headed home, and I won't wait for you. I was walking down the street, and all these things around me, they're a little too real to be anything I see. Yeah, I think that maybe this could be a dream, but these boys are chasing after me is as crazy as it seems. Am I awake? Am I even alive? Cause I'm headed for the sunrise. Oh, I headed for the end of time. Wait, don't stay, don't look back, don't hesitate. Am I awake? Are they coming my way? The clock is ticking and I won't stop thinking about the way out. I need to go. 
Cause it's taking me like an undertow And it all goes and it grows and it shows You never know, there's nothing left to take from me There's freedom in necessity Longer I sleep, the more I need to wake up Am I even alive? Oh, am I even alive? Cause I'm headed for the sunrise. Oh, am I headed for the For the sunrise, oh, yeah, I had it for the end of time. Ooh, ooh. Am I even alive? My, am, am I even alive? My. Am I even alive? There's a little uh, diversification. <laughs> wow. That is, you're just killing me. Thank you. I don't, I hate admitting that I'm, you know, becoming a fan, but. Um, <laughs> so Beth Moore has been writing and performing her interpretation of modern folk music since 06. Beth was named Artist of the Year and Folk Artist of the Year at the 2011 Niagara Music Awards. Uh, she tours constantly and has played over 600 live shows. Well done, including high-profile events like uh, 2012 Canada Day concert on Parliament Hill in Ottawa and prestigious uh, festivals across on, uh, southern Ontario, including uh, Scene Fest in the Soil. In the Soil, that'd be a great name for Funeral Directors Convention. Um, and Toronto's Indie Week. Her music has also been licensed to hit shows like Degrassi, which we never talked about. She was also the winner of the CBC Expand Your Bandwidth competition, which received over 70,000 votes. Her uh, songwriting has been praised as honest. I think we did that today. <laughs> to the point and from the heart. And uh, she uh, released her debut LP, The Road, in January 2011. She's recently finished recording her sophomore record, 5 Out of 10, available on iTunes March 31st with award-winning producer Timothy Abraham. And uh, Beth's CD release concert is at the Drake Underground on April 11th at 8 p.m. Tickets are 10 bucks. I would suggest going to that. Me too. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I wish we had more time because you're actually uh, some some actually most musicians are not great at communicating between songs, mm -hmm. and if you hone that craft, you've got a great <laughs> uh, a great hook for people. Somebody who's really good at that is someone named uh, David Wilcox, the American singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. And his stuff in between songs is captivating. He paints a picture, and then it's like the Mary Poppins sidewalk thing. You jump in. You'd be surprised how often it shows. I have people, I'd say at every show at this point, there's somebody that comes up to me like, are you going to tell stories? Yeah. And then there are people like, can you just do a full set of talking? And I have this couple that comes <laughs> to my shows. How do you take that? Shows. You mean you don't like I just singing? Well, they're like, <laughs> and people all the time are like, are you a comedian on the side? I'm like, no, that's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> it's easier when if a joke doesn't land, I just start playing a song yeah. instead of, you know, my mom rolled her eyes because most of the jokes are about her. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Well, you're like our uh, weekly, I mean, our monthly cores- Hollywood correspondent, Carrie Pomeroli. She takes uh, the mickey out of her mother as well. Um, next week on our show, it's our Easter special. And uh, we have Harry Manx joining us in studio. He is a freak show of a world-class guitar player. Are you serious? I know. Nice, Dude. Huh? Nice score. Sarah Featherstone will be joining us. She is just a brilliant instrumentalist. Uh, she will be bringing an actual real-life harp in the studio. That's my favorite line in that song. Uh, it's too late now. the best one. Yeah. And the Weebs will be joining us. Shane and Angela. So it'll be a lot of fun next week. Make sure you tune in. This is the Drew Marshall Show. And don't forget, if you don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. Bye-bye. I'm a liberal backslider, but it sure is a lot of fun. <laughs>